We're back. It's Tuesday. India. You got me sprung. Let's go. Sing along. You know the song. Let's go. Oh, y'all sound so good right now. Clap. Hey, let's go. Yes, indeed. Anytime your lady has you doing the dishes, anything for some kisses, you are really in love. Because <laughs> one thing I hate is doing the damn dishes. Welcome back, everybody. This is She and I. I am your host, B-Love, and I always have my very special host with me india marie india marie and be love the husband and wife duo you didn't know you need but you got us and we are here to stay tuesday and every day just like that so i'm going to start the podcast off a little bit different because one i'm excited as hell two I'm excited as hell. Why are you excited? And three, shh, you know the routine. I'm excited as hell. The live podcast, the tickets are on sale right now. It's happening December 21st. Where is your, come on, come on. That's all you got? I mean, listen. I'm sorry. I'm looking at you and you throwing me off. I don't care. Because I feel like you look. You giving me Roscoe vibes right now. That's what you need. And I'm like laughing. That's what it's you early. need right now. But yeah, live show December 21st. I need you to get with me. I need you to be on my level right I now. I am very excited. Um, Hutton Hotel. The Hutton. All right, listen, y'all. I'm a complete transparency. India and I, we went to a show at the Hutton Hotel. When we went to the show, I said, man, I have. To have the live podcast here one day. Now, who knew that day would come so soon? But I am excited to announce that the staff at the Hutton Hotel was great to us. And we are having the live podcast on December 21st in the Hutton Hotel, the downtown called, Nashville. The venue is called The Analog. The Analog is inside of the Hutton Hotel. So the tickets are on sale right now. You can go to the link in the bio um, on Instagram. You can go to sheandourpodcast.com backslash events. Some of you guys will be receiving formal emails from us who have attended the previous live shows. Um, just to go ahead and get your tickets right now. Um, the rest of you, just go ahead and go online. We've got VIP sections. We have VIP so let me back up a little uh, this bit. This one will be talk about it. A vibe. Come on now. And since it's so close to Christmas what time, is it? it's a Christmas party. It's a holiday soiree. That's what I like to call it. It's not just a she and I live holiday party. It's a holiday soiree. Yes. So there will be a bomb bar. Nice bar. 
Hold on. Blended Spirits always gave us a good bar, but. Yes. We love Blended Spirits. For, forever and for always. Um, but this bar is through the hotel. So, Bomb Bar, the DJ will be spinning. Shout out to Louis P. All of the vibes for the night. So, we will do our set. We will do our and set. And then we are partying the rest of the night. Until, so, like, usually during the live show, you guys come up to India and now you're like, all right, so what's next? We saw y'all pod. You brought all of these lovely individuals together in one spot. But what's next? So what's next is we're going to hang out. You know, we're going to make this a whole holiday party. So listen, tell a friend to tell a friend to show up and come hear us pod live. And then after the live show, we party. Come so drink with us. Holiday party. That's well, what it is. Don't come drink with beer. Come drink with me. You come on that Red Bull with me. <laughs> you don't let hen and that old black and mild with India Marie. You see what I'm saying? But I'm really excited. So yeah, get get dressed up. Get you know, it's a date night. But but not only is, it's not just a date night. Let me, it's let me, a it's a it's, it's <clears throat> it can be a date night. It can be a singles night. It can em, be a girls night. It can em, be a fellas night. Tell em. Matter of fact, we need some single girls to come meet some single men so y'all can mingle say. and have a good time. Hopefully, um, we can bring Jessica and uh, Corey up on stage to let Jessica introduce her new boo to the audience <laughs> and let everybody know that Jessica found love from the experiment on She and I podcast. Give it up for Jessica one time. I never gave an update about that. So you this did is kind of kind of an update on Jessica and her love life. So the guy, the initial guy that Jessica was dating. Well, but let's backtrack, backtrack, just in case this is... Uh, I guess someone's first time listening to the we podcast. We didn't even say welcome, everybody. Welcome to the first time listeners. And if you this is your first time, thank you for tuning in. But don't make this your last time. Come back. And like always, we have to let gratitude be our attitude. Thank each and every one of you who continue to listen, continue to support, continue to spread, spread the word. Shout out to Charity. Charity says she hasn't missed the episode since. That's why she's my sister-in-law in a real way. <laughs> um, so thank you all for giving us your time, your patience, for bearing with us when we make mistakes. And just, hey, we love each and every one of you, but now go ahead, India. So a couple, I guess this, this is probably like a couple months back, um, Baird had two co-workers get on dating websites to try to find love or, you know, try to find a man. Right. And it didn't work out for one of the young ladies, but for one of the other young ladies, it did. And so she met one guy, and I don't think that one worked out. And so now she's on to a second guy. But this one is going really well, mm -hmm. is what you're saying? So, okay. yeah, the first guy, he didn't quite work out, and I wish – she was on to tell us more about exactly what happened. We might have her come back and just kind of give us a give us a full recap. But the first guy didn't work out because when she started to get to know him, he became more of a friend than a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. um, he kind of boxed himself into the friend zone and he started showing her some characteristics that he didn't display in the beginning. So then when the more they got to know each other, the more his personality came out and the more she saw that mm, pay attention to the red flag probably was not the right person to be around and be with because 
she likes a certain thing and he does like a certain thing too. So they didn't work out, but my girl stuck with the dating app because she's persistent and consistent. And she found another guy and this guy, he has gone out on dates with her. He went to a birthday um, dinner and everything. And I feel like that she really likes him. So shout out to Jessica one time. Give it up for her. So I'm going to get Jessica to um, bring, I'm going to get him to bring Jessica to the live show so he can talk about it on stage live in front of everybody. Oh my gosh. That's what I like to do. Don't do that. Bring people up on stage. This Don't time, do that. this time I will say the live show, we're going to do something different. It's going to be more interactive than the previous two live shows. We're going to get more of an audience feedback and more give and take from the audience. So, hey, it's going to be a good time, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm over the moon right now. <laughs> December 21st. December 21st. I wanted this venue the first time I stepped in the door. Why you keep saying you? We, we wanted the venue. It we we talked about you. it. We talked about it. But I felt like when I told you, India. It wasn't you told me. No, you wasn't I mean, even going to go. <laughs> you wanted to go home. I was sleeping. That night. Give me some credit. What are you, you talking about? You did convince me to go. I was sleeping. But we walked in and we looked at each other. We, a team, she and I, not just I. We walked in and we said, hey, this is what we need. And we got it done. So give it up for both of us for doing that in a real way. We're going to take it to the next level. So next time, and I'm still working on this time too. I'm still working to add some flavor. You know what I mean? Some seasoning. Because you know it's Thanksgiving. So you can't have turkey with just, you know, like bland. Unseasoned chicken. You need some seasoning. Would you rather fry turkey or bake turkey? Let's talk about it. I'm not a turkey... Uh, turkey is in my jam. But which which one would you rather have? A fried turkey or a baked turkey? Uh probably a fried turkey. Yeah, I think I would too. I think it has a little more flavor than the baked turkey. Well, I guess it depends on how you season it, because I've had some really good uh baked turkeys too. Listen, Jim and Nick's, what is that? I don't know. That's a good ass turkey. I don't know. I think this is regular. I know the roasted, turkey that oven we roasted had, turkey. Um this past weekend was just okay. Let's get into it. How was your weekend, India? This weekend was good. Um we had a little gathering at the house. A little uh, Friendsgiving. Full of, you know, close vibes. friends. Vibes. And we ate good. We played games, talked shit, and everybody went home. <laughs> All night long, people were talking shit. I didn't know how fun Phase 10 was. Phase 10 isn't fun. Why didn't anybody tell me that Phase 10 is so fun? Then all of a sudden in the back, so we had a Nashville table who played Phase 10, and then we had old Orange Mile Memphis table over there talking about running trains in Uno. I think I was the only one from on that table from Orange Mile. But, you, but, but at the, the end of the game, from Memphis. at the end of the game, you had everybody yelling. Slapping cards on well, the because, table. Because I here's thought y'all were playing space. No, here's the thing. I'm like, shit, every when time, Uno turned to space? Every time I play Uno with somebody from Nashville, um, they just have a different set of rules. You know, like Nashville people play Uno based off of what's on the back of the box. It's how you should play. Memphis, we play. We play. Triples, doubles, and trains. See what I mean? That's crazy. And if you're to me. not trying to play Uno with triples, doubles, and trains, I'm not trying to play Uno. That's that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, don't make up rules as soon as you sit down. But it's not. Uno takes forever to play if you play the regular old way. In your defense, this was your house, so house rules. 
Yeah. You had people in your house. So you lay down the rules and that rules were Memphis style. I, no, I was I was willing to play, you know, the regular way. It just so happened to be that Memphis people were outnumbered. I mean, the Nashville people were outnumbered and it was more of us. What about the old Mississippi people? You know what I mean? We yeah, played just you. We play bones and spades. We don't play old childish games. We play real deal games. Okay, back home. well, we tried to play spades and you pulled out a deck of pinochle cards. Who knew? So. <laughs> Listen, who knew that Walmart sold pinochle cards specifically? I got pulled out the deck of cards. We got ready to play. 52 cards ended up being like 38. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Can't even shuffle these baby ass cards. But anyway, man, let's go ahead and get into it. Without further ado, can we do what we do? Let's do it. Let's do it. During the week, we got deep. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. Yes, indeed. Friends giving is an amazing time, which leads me to another point. What's the point? Well, before we get there, let me back up. I should have said this in the beginning, but I forgot. India told me today when I walked in the house, she said, Barrett, did you know that Uber was banned in London today? Suspended, right? Which one you tell me? Same no, thing. No, London just didn't renew their uh, they didn't renew their license or contract or something like that. They said they had too many safety breaches or whatever. Right. Um, so as of now, there is no more Uber in London. Right. And it's funny. Considering that we just got back from um, London, it was one time, I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode or not. Mm-mm. It was one time, Indy and I, we, first of all, we used public transportation while we were in London the entire time. When I say public transportation, I mean we used the tube and we used the city bus. India wore heels one night. Nice heels. It looked good, like a snack. Matter of fact, like a meal, a Thanksgiving meal. She had on some heels and she wanted to she said, Barry, I just don't feel comfortable with riding the um, tube. So I was like, India, you know what? You're my wife. I always want to make sure you feel comfortable and safe. So we got an Uber. When we got this Uber, <laughs> I looked at my phone and I was like, it's supposed to take us three minutes to get there. This is the only night that it rained. It rained on our anniversary. So we're going to the restaurant, and all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, my man supposed to turn. He kept going straight. I look at Indy. I'm like, maybe he knows. Maybe the roads are closed or something. Then my man took a right, and he was supposed to take a left. So I'm looking at Indy like, all right, man, she getting strange. But I was in the back seat. And I had an umbrella, a long umbrella in my hand that I just got from the hotel concierge. So I'm like, listen, and my man takes another wrong turn. I'm stabbing him in the ear with this umbrella. And we're getting <laughs> out and we're running away. So Indy was like, shit, cool, let's do it. Queen and Slim in theaters, Thanksgiving. But anyway, um, the dude finally started headed towards the right direction. So I'm like, man, even... Either he must not know I'm watching the Uber on my phone or he must think I'm crazy as hell. So we get in the vicinity of the restaurant that we were going and he dropped us off on the side of the road. And he said, hey, I think the restaurant is down there. I was like, what? He was like, I think it's on the corner back there. And I was like, "Uh, okay. 
Uh, long story short, it was not on the corner that he pointed to, Show and we ended wood. up having to walk a whole block. And or it was a half was, block in the half. I was say, this is a big block. Yeah, it wasn't like a so small city block. We probably walked like five or so minutes in the rain. We did. So obviously, I had on heels. My feet were wet by the time we made it into the hotel, and I was just like, or the the restaurant was in a hotel. It was right? in a museum. Oh, okay, yeah. By the time we made it there, my feet were wet. So. Right. So <laughs> was, needless to say that the Uber got two stars. Well, and then it was like another Uber um, on our anniversary. That's on the anniversary day was really the only time we took an Uber. And um, we went out, but your mom really wanted to go to Buckingham Palace. She did. So you put them in an Uber <laughs> because... <laughs> My mom Basically, was not willing. You didn't. You didn't trust right, you your parents and your sister to get to Buckingham Palace um, safely with Blake. So you said, "I'm putting y'all in in an Uber, so y'all go there and come back to the hotel." Can I tell the people and the kicker about that whole thing? What? My sister lives in New Jersey and works in New York. And I still didn't trust her with my son. <laughs> this this the kind of confidence. This the kind of protection I have over my household. <laughs> Go ahead. And so that Uber pulled up. And remember, the Uber was a different color than what it was. Yeah, in, sure uh, the it was. So the, the 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 concierge was like, "All right, you're looking for a black. I think it was a Ford. I'm gonna say a Ford Galaxy, something like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't see it." He was like, "Well, it's a, it's a dude parked." He didn't say dude, but I'm kind of paraphrasing. It's a dude parked along the side. She go check it out. And he walked down there with me. And I looked at his license plate. And I'm like, yeah, this is him. The concierge was like, excuse me, sir. I don't got a <laughs> London accent. But um, are you such and such? And the Uber driver was like, yeah. The concierge was like, you need to go change the profile because we were looking for a black. Concierge on point. They did their thing. Um, with that being said, Uber is now suspended in London. I say I did to say that, and I get to my point. Sometimes, as a man, or sometimes as being we're married, as the husband, I may come across as almost being too overbearing and overprotective. Something Philip always tells Charity is oh this. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get into it right now. Philip's always like, "Man, you need to be more aware of your surroundings." And I think you guys, when you hear us say that, it comes off to you as we're trying to parent you or that we almost like saying that you're not capable of doing certain things. But that's not the case. We know how I feel like we have a good grasp now on how crazy the world is. And when we tell y'all stuff like keep your head on the swivel, watch where you're going. India, let me know. India is the worst, by the way. India can go out of town. India can go to, I don't know, name a country, Tanzania. India goes to Tanzania, and India will not call you until <laughs> 15,000 hours later. She's there. She's having a good time. She's partying. And the only thing you ask of India is when you get there, give me a call to let me know. Matter of fact, about three episodes ago, India talked about me not wanting to go out on our date night when you went to R&B only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I asked you to do one thing when you got to the bar and got settled. I said, India, give me a call. Let me know you made it. Shoot me a text. If you don't feel like calling, let me know you made it. Did you do it? 
I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. So I imagine did. what kind of stress as a man knowing my wife. And I'll be honest with you, India has blonde moments sometimes. Like I'm talking no, about. No, been blonde moments. I feel like you should know me by now. Like we've been having this issue since we've been dating. Like remember that time I didn't feel like being bothered, and we I went about to it. my apartment and I put my phone on do not disturb, and you came knocking on my door like but a I knew crazy where you, person. But I knew where you were. Like I had a good feeling that you were in your apartment when you go out of town. You went, matter of fact, another example. You went to Toronto with your job. You you got there. You got in. You got your bags. You told me what time you were going to be there. You know I didn't hear from you until you got ready to check in your hotel. Yeah, I know I did. I know you. What, you wanted a text like when I landed? I would think so. I mean, I watched the news. I'm pretty sure I did that. I'm pretty sure I did that. No, you didn't. I watched the news and I figured, hey, the plane didn't go down. We're good. But in between the plane not crashing and you going to baggage claim, anything could happen at that point. So when we tell you guys as men, don't look at us like we're trying to be your dad or that we are like trying to police your every move. Because I really feel like a good guy, a good dude, a respectable guy, the only thing he really wants to do at the end of the day is make sure that one his family is okay, and two, he doesn't need to get ready to go to jail for hurting somebody for messing with his family. You are missing like a big story that just just happened. I'm so, surprised you didn't tell it. Cause in London, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm yes. gonna get there. Well, go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't. Sometimes I feel like it just be miscommunication. Like you be expecting one thing, and I know we talked about another. Like, so when we were in London, yeah, I'm confused. Go ahead. Well, just like with my whereabouts and stuff, it's just like I never said that oh, I was gonna do that. Oh my god, yeah, I, never I said gotta that tell I was this story. Do that. No, I'm gonna tell it. Okay, I'm you tell your tell version, it. and then you tell the people what I did too. Yeah, crazy because you're crazy. Tell them what person. I did. Tell them what I did. So, well, we were in London. We were at Kensington Palace, and this was towards like the end of our trip. That's when Blake busts his nose. That was when Blake busts his nose. Yes, and. We were trying to get a lot of stuff in on those last two days. And I was really trying to make it to the Natural History Museum. And but your sister was hungry. <laughs> so I was like, well, I already ate. <laughs> so I'm just I can, you know, go down to the museum and, you know, they catch up. Yeah, That's catch up saying. later. Maximization, yeah. right? So Right. I was, you was like, can you get there? And I was like, yeah, I can get there. I got a phone. I got GPS. Yes, I can get there. And so I pulled it up. It was like a 15, 16 minute walk. It looked like it was like a straight shot from where we were. And I was like, yeah, I can navigate this. So I took off walking. Somewhere in the midst, midst of the conversation, we did talk about a bus ride. Okay, here we go. Get to it. But... I thought that when you were saying take the public bus, that you were going to get your parents on the bus because maybe they were tired of walking. So when I said, all right, I'm out, I thought you understood that I was about to take off mob into the Natural History Museum. Me pushing Blake in the stroller. We were fine. All right. Meanwhile. So I'm just walking. <laughs> I'm just walking. And I'm literally like my GPS is like 
I'm, I think I was like two or three minutes away from the from the museum. Like I could see the museum at this point, and then all of a sudden I hear India, and you're running across the street. And I'm just looking like, where'd you come from? Because I just knew first of all, where's your family, and second of all, why are you running and yelling my name? And you thought that I had been kidnapped. I did with my baby. <laughs> so India missed the part. We had discussed that she was going to ride the bus because she was like, hmm, I just want to see how it is. I just want to ride every piece of transportation just to say I was in London and I did it and I want to see how it is. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Why would Let's I do try that? to ride the bus. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll meet you there. So at that point. So you thought I was going to the bus stop. To I'm just thinking wait on India you was going stop? to the bus stop to wait on me. So while I'm walking now with my family and my greedy sister who has her sandwich in her hand walking as well, I asked, I said, damn, I don't see India. I didn't say damn, but I'm like, man, I don't see India. My mama was like, there she is right there. I'm like, all right, cool. My mama thought she saw you the entire time. So I start walking. I'm like, mom, where you see? You see her? Yeah. She's across the street right there. I'm like, mom, it's not India. She's like, what? She like, yes, it is. I look, it was a lady with a brick brown teddy bear jacket and a stroller. Now from the back, it kind of looked like you're like, my, it's not, it's not India. She like, what well, caller? You forgot the sport. How many times did I call you? I don't know, cause the calls never came I through on my India, phone. I called India ten times. <laughs> While we were at the bus stop, the Palestinians and the ah, I'm gonna get this wrong. The Palestinians and somebody were protesting against one another. So it was this big... I feel like it was like Israelites, yep, honestly. It was. Palestinians and the Israelites were protesting against one another. It was police everywhere. The tempers were flaring. But I didn't all, cross that path. I didn't even see any listen, of that. Listen, all I saw were two groups going at it. So I'm like, all right, well, listen. I don't know if Indy and Blake got caught in this crossfire. So I told my mama, my daddy, and my sister, I'm like, my dad is here. Like, all right, cool. I feel confident in you. I've seen you navigate with me for the last two days. I feel confident. Dad, I'm leaving you here. I'm gone. And I took off. <laughs> took off running. <laughs> and the path that I took was the path to the Natural History Museum. That's why I caught up with you. I ran the whole way, fully clothed, <laughs> corduroy pants, backpack, jacket, hat. I ran only because I felt like that India was already kind of in a way because Blake had already hit his nose. Blake was in a way. India wanted to see the Natural History Museum. I, listen, I didn't know what had happened. All I wanted to do was confirm that you guys were okay. So in order for me to do that and for me to kind of ease my anxiety, I needed to see you guys as quickly as possible. So I took my black ass off running. <laughs> and I ran as fast as I could. I huffed and I puffed and I ran. And that backpack was heavy too. It had black diapers in it, toys, everything. Shit, this backpack is heavy. But I say all that to say, women, you got to do a better job of letting us know. Just letting us know that you guys are okay. We don't want to know exactly know where what you I'm are. Do let is me know I, you're okay. I said because um, one of my friends shares her location. Uh what is it? When you share your location indefinitely. Um, I'm just going to share my location with you cause you, so you can stop. I like, go check it. Why wouldn't you check it? If I'm if I'm somewhere not answering the phone 
and you're that concerned, yeah. why wouldn't you check it? That's common sense to me. Like, huh, let me check his location just to see if he's okay. You know what else? And that's it. Like, that that makes sense to me. You know what else, too? When I rolled up on you in London, you were on your cell phone, scrolling away like nothing had happened. I was checking the GPS. <laughs> I was making sure I was like still in the right, di- right direction. Man, when I tell you I was so upset to see you on your cell phone, I just wanted to trip you right in the street. I was paying attention to my surroundings. I be watching shadows. I be looking. Come on now. I'm from Memphis. I've been watching my surroundings like. I understand that. Since I was little. We are in a different country. I don't know. And like, I don't know how people prey on women over there or what they do. Listen, I don't know. I mean, you are right. You are right. But it was, it was a very well-lit area. It was, it was, it was in the daytime. It was during the daytime. And I wasn't the only person on the street. Right. So then later on that evening. You then turned around and said, hey, I need to go to the drugstore. Because <laughs> I needed some tampons. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, you trying to you trying to keep trying to give me a heart attack today. <laughs> I really want you to let me go with you. Now, I can't go by myself. I know where it is. I'm like, nah, but let me just let me go with you. And I'll be right back. And she went by herself. I, I just some battles it's like, I just I, don't want to have. I don't have. need to feel like you snatching all of my independency because you're worried about whether or not I'm going to get snatched. Exactly. Like, let me let me worry. Let me be in my feelings about that. It was like literally less than a block away. Well, that block, at night, and it was at night, you also had to pass by an alley with some graffiti and you were scared to go down there. Even with me, you were scared to go down there. Say you weren't. Yeah, but I didn't go down the alley. I just kept walking. And it was a lot of people. Listen, I needed what I needed. If and you I got what go you got. It. Yeah, exactly. Nah, exactly. Right. I mean, I, I get I get the, the constant need for worry, especially with everything that's going on. I shared something on my stories a couple of days ago. Right. Um, this girl... Got attacked in some apartments in Antioch. It was probably like I saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw it when you posted it. Probably like ten minutes from where we live. Mm-hmm. And this girl DM'd me, and she was like, "Do you think that this is like a certain, like a sudden rise of attacks?" See what I mean? On you know, young women, or do you think that? It's always been this way, and it's just now getting the attention that it deserves. And I said, I feel like it's always been this way. It's just now that we have social media. Bingo. Uh, you know. Which is great. Think about back in the day when everybody read newspapers, how many missing ads were in the newspapers. You know what I'm saying? And there wasn't like a. I mean, obviously, they talked about it in the newspapers and on the news, but it wasn't something that could, I guess, you know, circle around constantly. It's like you you read about it and then it kind of just died down. Mm -hmm. But with social media, you know, you're constantly sharing stuff. And now, like, people are sharing everything and more and more people are speaking out about their experiences and more and more people are warning other people. So... I don't know if it's... Granted, I haven't done any research, but I don't right. necessarily think it's like a sudden rise. I just think that now everybody are t- is talking about it and it's it's easy for us to keep track of what's going on because of social media. But I think it's good in this situation. So this use of social media is a great use 
to bring awareness to a problem that probably had already been ongoing, but was not getting as much social awareness until now. Yeah, and like I've I've seen several posts um, for like tips and stuff as far as like watching your surroundings. For sure. And one of the things I saw was like, ladies, stop. And even like men, because they talk they talked about this um, this serial killer rapist. I forgot that this this guy um, likes boys and okay. men. Okay. So he was the opposite of what's what's the guy uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I mean, really, everybody needs to be watching their surroundings. But they were saying, like, you know, a lot of women when we leave out of the store, we mm-hmm. just go in our car and we'll just sit on the phone. You will sit in the garage on the phone with I the do. car running. I will. I was with just, the exhaust, just, you just, know, just exhaust fumes come out in the knock garage, you out. but like. When we used to stay in our apartments in Nashville. You did do that. I would come home from work and I would be so tired and I didn't feel like walking upstairs to go in the apartment. I was just sitting in the car, scrolling on my phone. Doors would be locked, but, you know, it's nothing for somebody to come and bust your windows. It's funny you say that. <laughs> you remember the time that I had jury duty? Yeah. You remember what the case was? Mm-mm. Lady was sitting outside her apartment. She got ready to go in her yeah. house. Mm-hmm. She sat on the phone. She scrolled. Mm-hmm. She didn't look when she pulled in her apartment. She what she did. She said she looked, saw these guys, but she didn't think anything about it. And she sat on the phone, scrolled, kept scrolling on her phone, got out of her car, walked up into the apartment. She didn't see those same guys that were sitting at the front of the apartment. They were now sitting in her stairwell and they robbed her and shot her. She didn't die. Thank God. But, um, she had a lot of complications. She couldn't have kids anymore. She couldn't walk straight. Um, she couldn't feel her, something about her back. But anyway, these guys shot, robbed her, and tried to run her over with her car. Yeah. So now I don't sit in the car <laughs> anymore. And one of the other things I saw was to never park next to a um, a van. Okay. Um, because usually, uh, usually they're watching you. Mm. So like, well, you know, they could be sitting in the car, you know, a van could be sitting in the parking lot when you pull up and obviously you never park next to a van <laughs> or, what well, white a white van got a bad reputation, doesn't it? That's the van, worst kind of vehicle black to van, drive. You know, whatever. It's a van. Um, or, you know, it could be a van like, you know, just, uh, I guess people in the van watching the parking lot and they could see you pull up and park and when you come back out the van is next to your car okay and they say and they'll always park on the driver's side or whatever so that they can just you know slide the door open and snatch Snatch you into the car or attack you or drug you or you know whatever um so they say in that case you should either walk back into the store and you know get someone to escort you to your car or go into your car from the opposite side or through the trunk what? That's what I through read. the trunk. If you if you have an SUV, I could go in the car through my through my you trunk. Sure can. Got a baby too though. <laughs> yeah, I have a baby. So if if that ever happens to me, I'm go, I'm just going back into the store. Quick question. And it, it's so crazy because I was at Publix. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention, and I see I what walked, I mean. I walked to my car, and all of a sudden. This was like a minivan, right? But it was a van. You know, the, the door slide open. Right. 
and my heart was beating so fast because I didn't see the van. And so I go to get in my car, I open up the door, and all of a sudden, the, the sliding door just opens. It just flies open. And I look back, and it's a car full of guys. Um, but it turned out to be a family. It was like a family, <laughs> but it was like God bless they were my probably wife. they were probably like teen guys because I saw parents in the front seat. But you know, Ooh. first glance, it just looks like a, a van full of guys. You know, and you know, you turn around to get in the car, and all of a sudden, you hear the, some sliding doors open behind your back, and you like what getting the ready to hell? get got. Yeah. So let me ask you a question real fast. Do you think women? All women, men too, but do you think women, um, specifically to this point, should carry around some form of weaponry? And when I mean some form like the pepper spray, the taser, you know um, what? It's so those funny. ball bearing things, brass knuckles, nut grabbers. It's whatever. so funny because a friend of mine, we were just talking about this today. She said that her uh, boyfriend was gonna get her a gun. Um, because she was having some furniture delivered to her house and they were supposed to come during the daytime, but they yep. didn't. And they were trying to come like that night, like after eight and her boyfriend wasn't there. So she was like, I'm not letting no men in, in, in my house this late at night. So they rescheduled the furniture delivery or whatever. Okay. She was like, yeah, he said he's going to get me a gun or whatever. And I'm learning how to shoot or whatever. And I was like, guns just terrified me. So maybe they I need do. to start off with like pepper spray or a taser. <laughs> I bought you a taser, but you left it over Josh and Ridley house. You didn't buy me a taser. You bought me pepper spray. You never actually gave it to me. I bought you a taser and you we never left actually it over gave it to me. You said I bought you this and then I never saw it after that. And I like, think I laid it on the table then. Uh, maybe. Who was over there? Josh Brittley. Um, who else? I don't know. That doesn't matter. But I'm about to call him and ask him. That's what I'm about to do. But um, now, I mean, I don't think it would hurt. <laughs> For it to, what, to carry around some pepper spray or something? Yeah. My thing is with that, pepper spray, I'm cool with. A taser, I feel like because you have to get so close to somebody, by the time you tase them, it could be too late. You know what I mean? So I feel like you need something that's going to shoot out and grab them. But a taser gun might work. You can get a taser gun and pop. Make them pee on themselves a little bit. A little pee pee. I can do a taser gun. But for now, I think I'll take a pepper spray. And, get your uh, pepper spray. You uh, can do that. We handle that. God's angels keep me covered and protected at all times. We handle that. We handle that. All right. Well, <laughs> it was a good little topic that we stumbled upon. See what I mean? But I did want to talk about something else real fast. So somebody asked me this um, earlier this week. They said, man, listen, should I bring my girlfriend home to meet my parents during Thanksgiving for the first time? What do you think about that? Mm. As a girlfriend, would you want would you want that to be the first time you not only meet my parents, but you also meet my entire family? That could be very stressful. Okay. And I kind of think it uh, I guess it depends on like how long y'all have been dating. Mm. Like um how how serious is this girlfriend and you know, are you in it for the long haul? Because you got to think when you bring somebody to like a like a big holiday, like like a Thanksgiving or right. or Christmas, you know, whatever, where every everyone is involved, there's a lot of different opinions. Like you're not just getting opinion the opinions of your parents. 
you getting the opinions of your aunties, your uncles, your cousins. Everybody, everybody got something to say. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to be mindful of that. I, I don't think that's it's a bad thing. If you feel like you want to bring your girlfriend home for the first time for Thanksgiving, then, you know, go for it. That, that could mean that you're on, you know. The fast the, track. Yeah, the, on the fast track or, you know, the path to seriousness. I don't know, but. <laughs> it could impress her. It, I don't know. That wouldn't necessarily impress me. I would just be very nervous, honestly. For real? Uh, yes. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you got to show up and show out. But now, another question. Do you need to bring a dish to the dinner if that's your first time meeting the family? No. If you come empty hand, I I'm feel not, like you I'm get sorry. more points though. <laughs> I'm so, okay, well, if you if you bring a dish, you need to go buy a store bought dish. Don't you cook your ass nothing unless you yeah, are, unless, sir. unless you 100% confident in your cooking. Unless you owe essence. Like if you know If you essence, that, you cook. If you know 100% without a doubt that your cooking is bomb and or you have like a signature dish mm. that everybody approves of. Then yeah, bring a dish. But what if you show up with a patty pie? If you, <laughs> I love patty. Take your patty pie out of that box and put it in another hey, container. That's a good idea. And then take it. India putting y'all game tonight. Somebody's house. I like Don't it. Don't bring the patty pie box. But listen, here's the thing. I know what you're about to say. Now nobody really wants store-bought store <laughs> India hates store-bought desserts. Well, to the it's, point, it's so, it's, I'll tell y'all the well, truth. Y'all are friends. Well, no, I was, was going to say, this past weekend yep, when we had friends truth. over, everybody bought store-bought store desserts. But <laughs> I didn't fault them for that because the girls who bought the desserts have kids. And, right. you know, when you're working with kids and time, time is just not always in your favor. So that was understandable. You got to <laughs> do what you got to do. But if you have a signature dish like Philip. But the store-bought dessert, especially if you bring it in the in the package, is going to be the last thing to get eaten. You're right. <laughs> so if you just switch out the package real fast. Yes. Nobody and has the, and, to know. And they'll never know. So yeah, you go to Walmart, get you a patty pie, patty pie. and make sure that you pop it in the oven a couple minutes before you go. Stick it in your own container and then go Creole Lady Mamba so It's it's still kind of warm. It's like, oh, I just finished baking this. Hey, patty pie. And so that way, if they don't like it, you ain't got to feel bad about it because you know you, you ain't ain't make it. it. Exactly. <laughs> you ain't do it. But now I will say, if you do store-bought dessert, desserts, I'm sorry, go to a reputable establishment. Go to Cupcake Collection. What if you show with a with a with, with, with two dozen cupcakes from Cupcake Collection? Well, Boy, you know you're what? gonna be the talk of the town. You know what? Uh last year when right. I was working, uh, we had the Nothing but what, cakes. What, no, not not nothing but cakes. No. This place, um, I think the, the three years that I worked there, I planned our Thanksgiving lunch every year. The, okay. Our Thanksgiving pie look at work. And I signed up for a dessert one year. And so there's a bakery. I cannot think of the name of it. It's in North Nashville, right by um, Garden Brunch Cafe. 
like on that street. Okay. And I bought a sweet potato pie from there. It tastes like just like somebody mama made it. It tastes like Patty. However, Patty's pie tastes. Fire. She made one for me personally. <laughs> well, so I don't eat, I don't really eat sweet potato pie. The reason why I bought a sweet potato pie, I don't eat pumpkin pie either. <laughs> y'all should have saw the look on my face. India knew what the vibes were. No, I'm really not a pie person in general, unless it's pecan pie. Okay. But um, the only reason why I bought this sweet potato pie is because... Obviously, the place that I worked at was predominantly white, and they were not familiar with sweet potato pie. They were only familiar with pumpkin pie. So you did it for the culture. I did. I said, well, I'm going to bring y'all a sweet potato pie so y'all can try it. And I like the way you see think, what the Andy. difference is between the sweet potato pie and the pumpkin pie. You get Catherine a sweet potato pie. I don't think Catherine ever had sweet potato pie either. Yeah, so that, that, that's why I bought it. But, yeah, if you're going to buy something... Find like a bakery or something, they would never know the difference. It's true, it's true. So it's all I had to say. Cause so to answer the homie's question, do I think it's difficult, or do I think you should bring your significant other home for Thanksgiving to meet your family? Um, I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea, but I don't think it's a good idea. I do think you should do it in phases. I think the first stop needs to be. Your parents' house. What? Let them meet the girl first and then ease her into it. So now she has an ally. Oh, I got Either you. Either your I dad got you. I or got your you. mom, they're the ally. After that, you. then you go to Big Mama's house where you got your auntie, your uncles, your cousins, and all of that. Okay. Because now you have an ally. Not only are you her ally, but she may have your mom, your sister, whomever. They are now her ally. So if, if anything goes bad, they could be like, Henry, get off that girl. Leave her alone. Something like that. You <laughs> see what I mean? So now Henry needs to move on back because mom has spoken. Give it up for me once. Yeah. I, think that, that? I think that if you like her enough, then go for it. There it is. There it is. So without further ado, let me get into my favorite segment of the show. Now unqualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's Relationship. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. This week, B-Love's Relationship is brought to you in part by, what I just say? Mucinex D, because I'm stopped up right now. Because India and all of our friends for Friendsgiving wanted to have the fan on in the middle of the damn winter. Now they got my nose stopped. I did not. And that's, now you're probably they, already coming down with a cold. Oh no, I feel good. My nose just stopped up. Now <clears throat> this week the relationship is for all of the ladies. Since this is a ladies episode, I feel like. But ladies, when you get when you have a problem with your significant other, be upfront with him and tell them exactly what's wrong. In your relationship. And guess what? You will be surprised on what may happen. And let me tell you what made me think about this, right? Yeah. Men, we are so competitive and we have such big egos that drive us to want to be the best in everything we do. If you're a mature man, especially, like your ego is going to work for good in most circumstances when you go to work. Like, damn. I didn't do their presentation good. I'll make sure I do it better next time. Damn. Um, 
I didn't cook good for my wife. She didn't like my food. I'm going to make sure that I cook better next time. The same thing goes for women in a relationship. As a man, we do want to be the best man for you that we can do. But in order for us to do that, we need you to tell us exactly where we may fall short. If it's a problem, do not walk around the house or do not walk around the relationship on eggshells holding back. We need to know what the problem is so we can fix it. We can't reach your mind. Let us know what it is. Let us in so then we can fix By you telling us there's no problem, there's no problem, you're being passive aggressive. And what's going to happen is the problem itself is going to keep getting larger and larger to the point now where it's too much for us to even fix. Then, if you were just a trifling, good-for-nothing lady, you might go outside and try to find some outside counsel, if you know what I'm saying, and try to get somebody else to come in and fulfill that need that we are falling short on. If it's sex, let me know. Barrett, I'm tired. You ain't hitting the spot right like you used to. If it's me not making a good meal, let me know. If it's me not communicating right, let me know. The point I'm trying to make here is... But does it matter in in the way that you say it? Because some men take things very personal and... That's my next point. You got it. It it comes off as not being appreciative. That's my next point. Now, men, when the ladies tell us this, we can't get mad. We got to accept it. But ladies, you do have to tell us a way to where it's not talking down or talking bad to us, but giving us good constructive criticism. And we have to be able to take that on the chin and be able to fix it. Now, the results probably won't come immediately. Just like working out. We all want to go work out. I'll, I'll go work out every four or five days a week now. Trying to get big, trying to get jacked. Some days I come home, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Boy, you're looking good, looking sexy. I take my shirt off all day. Other days I come home like, damn, what did I just do? I'm doing all this for nothing. But the results will come if you keep working at it. So as a lady, you have to give a man time as well. You can't expect me to change. You can't expect me to change my stripes overnight. That's all I'm trying to say. So ladies, tell a man what's wrong and give him time to fix it and it's my relationship for this week that was a two-way tip ladies and men india are you ready i'm ready let's do it let her upgrade you what would india do ho w-w-i-d what would india do kick it <laughs> All right, guys. So this week, got a little story, and it goes like this: My husband seems to have a work wife, and it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Uh-uh. He says they talk about everything. She understands him so well, and that it's totally normal since he spends nine hours a day with her and only three hours in the evening with me. I get jealous all the time, and I really hate that he's gotten so close with another female. Every single argument ends up with him comparing us and saying things like she wouldn't get mad at certain things I did, etc. Last weekend, they went out for drinks one-on-one while I was working at home. 
I asked my husband to at least wait until I finished so I could come with, but he replied with something like, you won't really fit because you don't understand our jokes and can't take part in the conversations. I feel like he's emotionally cheating. I don't have a work husband or some (laughs) shit because I keep it all business. I can't even imagine me going out with guys from work, especially one-on-one. Why would anyone? He says I'm being insecure about it and lots of people have work spouses, but I just can't get over it. Is it a me problem and I should do therapy or is he crossing lines? I think he's crossing lines. (laughs) Um, So... I have known people to have like somewhat of a work wife. And it that is funny in itself because you never hear a woman say, I have a work husband. Yes, you do. Um Okay, well, I've never heard it, but whatever. <laughs> um I feel like the issue here is the way that he's going about it. Um, like when you was like, I'll I wanna come and he yep. didn't want to wait on you and he said that you wouldn't understand our jokes. Like that's the part that gets weird. And it almost comes across. Well, it's not an almost, it comes across as if he's hiding something. Yep. Um, granted, I mean, you do when you, when you go to work and it's somebody that you click with, you do spend more time with that person while you're at work. And so you do, you know, form these bonds with people that you can't help. However, a one-on-one with a coworker is a lunch date. Not an after hours we're going for drinks. Happy hour. Type of date. Long day at work, go to happy hour. I think that's a little inappropriate. Really? I do. Like a one-on-one? Mm. Like not a group thing. Like groups of coworkers go out for drinks during happy hour. Okay. Um, but I don't think I would necessarily. I, I mean, I've, I there was one guy that I was, uh, you know, cool with at my previous job, but I n- never wanted to go out with him after work. <laughs> like we vented to each other at work during work hours, had right. lunch together. Right. But that was your work husband. He wasn't my work husband. You're nasty. He wasn't. He wasn't. It was just like we were we were in like a similar space in the job at the okay. time. And we could relate to each other. You there know, you go. As far as where we were career wise. There you go. But like I said, that that could all be discussed from eight to five. Uh I didn't feel a need for us to have to go get drinks or, you know, because it. I mean, I don't want to call it a date, but the way that he flipped this on her seemed like a date to me. Yeah, see, he's making it bad for everybody because I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with going out with a coworker. Um, but I also I'm gonna preface that by saying I do think your coworker should meet your real significant other. When I say real, like your wife, not your work wife, but your coworker should meet your family and friends, whatever the case may be, to let them know that hey. 
This is the person I may work with the majority of my time. So I would like your best friend. Like if I had a female best friend, I want my wife to feel comfortable. So I will introduce my female best friend to my wife to let them get the vibes. And you know, some, some guys at work are like real dirtbags. Like some guys don't wear their wedding rings to work. So I forget you mine know, at home sometimes. So I can't talk. You know, in this case, it's like, what if his coworker doesn't even know he's married? Oh, that's nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knows. I feel like you don't know that. You don't know that. Men, like, I've literally seen men, like, never wear their wedding bands to work. That's crazy. So, I feel like like, if you're going. Facebook and Instagram, social media. Do we know if he's on social media or not? We don't. We don't. So, I feel like, especially in that case, if. You're going out late, and I say I want to come get a drink too. Yeah. You know, and you tell me no. That yeah, that's crazy. a problem. That's crazy. I'm gonna say, come on, the more the merry. Like I f- and I feel like you, if you were going out with any of your coworkers, you know who it and be. it, I don't care who it is. If you're going out with your coworkers, and I'm like, oh, I want to come, you'd be like, all right, come on. Like I feel like you would never tell me, um, eh, nah. We have a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I don't what? think you, yeah. you don't think you'd understand. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of all these dog jokes we have. You won't, you wouldn't get them. These dog jokes go way too hard. You wouldn't get the dog jokes. My coworkers get them. But anyway, yeah. So no, I I, I feel like something something is off with that. So what would you do? WWID. What would India do? I would confront him about it. Ooh. And I would tell him that I need to meet his work wife. There you go. And then if you met her and got a bad vibe, what would you do? Because the thing about it is they still have to work together. They still have to work together, but the um the the after hours dates would have to stop. Cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You get a cease and desist from me. That is WWID. You are not going. So that's the end. That's the end. Dropping it off like that. We dropped it off on them. Now, I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the episode. Did you see Red Table Talk today? I didn't finish watching it. I saw Red Table Talk. I got Talk halfway today. through. Um and then Blake good. woke up. I think Jada, I think Jada Pinkett and her mom did a hell of a job. The facial expressions that her mom I'm gonna say the face was giving T.I., she wasn't having it. Her facial expressions. Her mom is was me. not having it. Yes, yeah, sir. Now, you know how much I love Tip. So my guy, he did say something that I didn't agree with. I, I, I listened to the whole thing. Okay, what did he say? He said, when you're a child and you lose your virginity, your childhood is over. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> and the reason why he said that <laughs> what? is because now you got to get on, you got to start making adult decisions. Like, if you're on birth control, what if you have a, what if you have a child um, you know why that sounds stupid? Why? Because girls get on birth control. Yep. Not because of, not because of sex. Um, a lot of times, uh, when girls get on birth control, like, uh, well, because girls are starting their cycles like so much earlier than what they did back in the day. This is true. Um, and a lot of girls back then and even now get on birth control because their cramps are so terrible and their periods are hard to manage and they're irregular. So I have known numerous girls to be on birth control in high school in like those um, 
latter years of middle school simply because their periods were so irregular and they were mm-hmm. missing school because their periods were so awful and they were literally sick. So it's like, you, yeah, you get on birth control and then right. ma- that means you're not a child anymore. That sounds ignorant. Yeah, that was crazy. He shouldn't, everything else he was saying, he was he was good. He was on the right track. And then I feel like he put his foot in his mouth again when he said, when you give up your virginity, your childhood is over. Because I'm just thinking back to the day, back in the day, when when I got, when when, when I broke my virginity, <laughs> your virginity. Uh, I guess that's how to say it, when I was no longer a virgin, I was not ready to have any type of adult responsibilities. Yeah. I was still a child. My childhood was going just fine. When I have a, I got a baby now. I'm still a child. Still learning on learning on the job. What I'm trying to say is you do not automatically become an adult just because you are not a virgin. The fact of the matter is that um, in those preteen, um, adolescent years, your hum- hormones start to rage. Ooh, the thing starts so, to move. It's just like by nature, like you got an itch that you got to scratch. Mm. And although you, you should hold it, you got to feel. Although you probably shouldn't be having sex at a young age, you're probably at least masturbating <laughs> or have done it once or twice. You know what I'm saying? So- tell y'all something. <laughs> I remember the first time I masturbated right now, I was watching wrestling. What? Yeah, let me get there. They had the female wrestlers. <laughs> and I had the wrestling magazine. I was a big old WWF. It was back in the day, WWF. And I took my magazine into the restroom and I masturbated to Sable. I didn't really like China, but Sable, she was fine. Boy, I t- listen, use all the lotion. That's great to know, Beard. Anytime. Anyways, back to TI. Yeah. Um, yeah, that like I said, that that all just I'm glad I even didn't even make it to that part of the video. You probably did. You I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I only watched half of it. I was okay. like 10 minutes yeah, in and then yeah. Blake woke up from nap. So Yeah, you didn't make it. Like I said, it when, when you're young, like when you're I, I don't know. I think No, I was definitely I was definitely at least in elementary school when I when you felt, masturbated? When I felt like oh. some type of Ooh, you scared me. Way down. Like it's it's what? like a yes. Yes. You felt a tingling sensation, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. So yeah, like they got a saying, babies having babies. You're not ready. You know what I mean? You're not a you're not an adult because you lost your virginity. This is get that out of here too. You my guy, but I, I can't roll with you on that. All right? Yeah. So India. What? Tell the people where they can find you. India Marie on Instagram. Shopping boutique. You That's can find the me. Find me. And be love 1911 on all social platforms. Be sure to follow. She and our podcast on Instagram. Leave us a message at she and I podcast at gmail.com. Now, go out there right now under the sound of my voice and get you a ticket to the live show December 21st at the Hutton Hotel 
in the analog room. It's going down. Come kick it with us. She and our podcast.com backslash events. You will see it. Link in bio. Can't wait to see you guys there. Thank you for listening. It's been real. It's been fun. She, 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 I, she, I, she, I, 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 I